The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. The other day, I had an opportunity to do a two-minute infomercial just on grief And I thought I would read to you what I presented because 99% chance you have a loved one who has passed or something horrific has gone on in your life. And before we get into the main part of the show, I just want to remind you, or if you haven't heard this already, how much grief impacts our life. It's automatic. It's out of our control. But once we understand it, we can do some things to move through it. Definitely learning about the afterlife and realizing your loved ones live on helps, but it doesn't cure everything. So let me read this to you. This was actually after the big hurricane hit Florida. When we think of grief, we think of a death. But any time our lives drastically change, we can grieve. With the hurricane, people not only lost their homes, their jobs, their finances, their way of life, and the future is so uncertain to them with so much work ahead. Grief is out of our control and brings with it fear, anger, sadness, pain, confusion, often arguments with loved ones, and a sense that I won't make it through this. Our human bodies run on neurotransmitters, just like our cars use different fluids in order to function. We can lose a lot of these healthy brain chemicals like dopamine and serotonin when we grieve as our minds try to adjust to the new reality, but we can rebuild them. Most important is to be gentle on yourself and be in communication with others about your feelings. Don't go it alone. Ask for help and be there for others. The mind might try to make you feel guilty. But we can each take some deep breaths and look for little things in life to be grateful for. It can be your family or your pet, the air you breathe, the music you listen to. 
Try to eat healthy, exercise, drink lots of water, be with people, listen to the music you love, watch a funny movie, meditate, get some sunshine on your shoulders. Don't direct anger at others, as many people are going through their own silent battles. If you need to punch a pillow or cry, do it. If you have a journal, write in it. If you have a smartphone, open the voice recorder and get the thoughts out of your head into it. Be in the present moment and do what you can with what you have. Try not to be judgmental. Only when we can accept a situation exactly as it is can we make changes. And last, trust. You are strong. You've made it through tough times in the past, and you will make it through this. You know that I believe in the afterlife. So I also gave the advice that we are surrounded by loved ones cheering us on. I also shared the website survivegrief.com. That instantaneously brings you to YouTube to a recording that I had first done after my father had passed, and which made me want to write my book and be with you here today. I also want to share the name Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Have you heard of her? You may have, and you may think, why do I know this name? Well, she was a Swiss-born psychiatrist who worked with terminally ill patients. In 1969, she authored a book called On Death and Dying, And she was the one who first discussed the five stages of dying. We know them now as the five stages of grieving. They are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Of course, since then, there are so many more, and you don't go through them in stages. And you may go through all of them, or you may just go through some She found that people experience most of these stages when death is coming. So not so much for grief, but definitely when there was an impending death. She also taught over 125,000 students about death and dying and was greatly involved with the formation of hospice and palliative care for the terminally ill. She, as you can agree, is a magnificent woman for doing all of this. But did you know that she believed in the afterlife? After a lifetime of working with the terminally ill, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross heard enough stories of near-death experiences and visions from her patients that she started her own investigation into the afterlife. Although she was previously a skeptic about life after death, she researched more than 20,000 people who had near-death experiences. She had an NDE herself and authored a book called On Life After Death. She was convinced of our continual existence after physical death. What I want to do now is play for you some of her words and her speaking about this. It's just a short clip and she was being interviewed in 1987 by a fellow named Tony Adams. It is a little hard to hear. There's a little static, but you will be able to hear in her voice. And I can do a little recap at the end. She became really convinced with some of the work about some of the stories about blind people 
having near-death experiences. So let's listen, and then I can recap if you didn't get it. Psychiatrist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, internationally known for her pioneering work on death and dying, has heard the first-hand accounts of many of her patients and has herself had a near-death experience. Well, I've collected near-death experiences for many, many, many years, long before Moody's book came out and long before it was published in very familiar works like near-death experience or out experience. And it was beautiful and I knew that this is a reality. But to me it's a big difference between believing 20,000 cases that you can repeat anywhere if you really want to. And between actually having the experience myself and knowing, and I say jokingly, my experience was more beautiful than all the 20,000 cases I collected. Once you have been in this light and seen this light and experienced this light, at the end of the tunnel, symbolically speaking, it's such peace and such love that when you come back, it changes all your values, it changes the quality of your life, and they can hang you on your toenails in this journal. That death does not really exist, it's just a transformation into a different form of life. You have an orthodox scientific background, despite what has happened to you since. How do you reconcile that scientific aspect of you with something like the near-death experience? It's no conflict at all, because I'm, I'm very skeptical of square, straight, Swiss, and all the experiences I had, I could not really comprehend how to put that in a scientific package. So what I did, very simple, is I tried to verify every aspect of it, like we are whole again when we leave our physical body. How can we be whole? My Vietnam veterans have had three extremities amputated. How can they have all their extremities? Why isn't this a projection of physical thinking? See, I'm also a psychiatrist, so I always have a psychiatric excuse or explanation for it. But to verify it, I took blind people. A blind people with very critical criteria. They had to be blind for 10 years or more without light perception. I mean, really scientific. Very difficult to find cases, but I found a few cases of totally blind people who had a near-death experience, and I asked them what they saw at the moment of this near-death experience. They were able to tell me that you wear a, a black and white jacket and the red uh, sweatshirt and the white blouse. What kind of frames, eyeglasses you have, what kind of thing I have. Blind people can't do that. I know this is not possible. And my scientific colleagues say, oh, this is oxygen deprivation. And you know what I say to that. You can, every step of their experiences, you can verify. If you are open and want to. See, my, I, my belief is that we are not here to convince other people. I share what I know and how I verify it to my satisfaction. And those who can hear will hear, and those who do not hear, they will just be pleasantly surprised when they make their own promises. I know that was lousy quality, but I wanted you to hear her own voice. I mean, she pioneered hospice and palliative care, and it was her voice long before Dr. Raymond Moody's. So this is what she said. I have collected near-death experiences for many, many years, long before Moody's book, Life After Life, came out, and long before it was published with familiar words like near-death experience. It was beautiful, and I knew this was a reality. 
But for me, there is a big difference between believing 20,000 cases that you can repeat anywhere if you really want to, and being actually able to have the experience yourself and knowing. Once you have been in this light and seen this light and experienced this light at the end of the tunnel, Symbolically speaking, it is such peace and such love that when you come back, it changes all of your values. It changes the quality of your life and they can hang you by your toenails and you still know that death is not the end, but a transformation into a different form of life. She also talks about her Vietnam veterans who had three limbs amputated. And she says in the afterlife, they had all of their limbs. And to verify all of this, she says, I took blind people with very critical criteria. They had to be blind for 10 years or more without light perception, so really scientific. When I asked them what they saw at the moment of this near-death experience, they were able to tell me, for example, that you were wearing a blue or black jacket with a red shirt and white blouse, and what kind of frames on the glasses you had been wearing. Blind people cannot do that. My scientific colleagues say this is oxygen deprivation. And you know what I say to that. She had a good sense of humor, didn't she? She also says she is not here to convince anyone. I share what I know and how I verified it. And those that don't believe will be pleasantly surprised when they make their own transition. So let's take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Time flies. In a blink, 2024 is halfway over. What's something you've accomplished this year that you're proud of? Maybe you made it out of bed and to work every day. Or maybe you started shedding some old habits that were weighing you down. But even when you're making progress, life can feel like it's moving too fast. No one can slow time down, but therapy can give you a moment every week to hit pause, set intentions, and reset. Therapy is a guaranteed time to check in on how you're feeling, what you want to do more of, and what you want to change. BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. You can start the sign-up process in minutes and switch therapists anytime. Take a moment with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash shades. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at High the Number 5 Casino.com. High Five Casino. 
Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we started off talking about Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and hearing her voice, and it just led me into wanting to discover more about the blind people who can see during a near-death experience. This next clip I have for you is Dr. Gary Habermas, and he is being asked for an example of blind people who can see during a near-death experience. So here's his answer. Probably the best one in this category. Well, I'll, I'll give you two. One is a, uh, a, a sightless person from a birth who was given a gift, and the gift was a tie. Somebody gave them a tie, and when they had the near-death experience, the uh, tie was still sitting there, and they saw the tie for the first time, as opposed to unwrapping it and feeling it. They saw the tie, and they were able to give a pretty minute description of how the colors went in and out, what kind of design was on the tie, and then, of course, went back to not seeing anything after that. A more detailed one from a person who was blind was from a woman whose two best friends had preceded her in death. All three were blind. And this has been published in more than one place. She had a near-death experience, a pretty, a pretty involved one, and she saw both of her friends for what seemed like seconds or a minute before she kind of, before she came back. Now she'd been best friends with these people. And when you're blind, you know, you, you can feel somebody's face. You can feel a contour. You can have somebody even say, uh, another blind person could say, Oh, my hair is not, it's kind of, you know, clogged up. I need to comb this or whatever. You can hear descriptions that you can get a word picture for, but she saw her friends for the first time. So she noticed contours and things about their face that she never knew about them before because they're not the kind of things that you would talk about. Uh, a small mole over here or something that caught her attention. And she came back and reported what both of the young ladies looked like now, again, you can know what your best friend looks like, but when you see them for the first time, inevitably something different is going to be reported that you'd never picture them having before that. You know, uh, darker skin than you thought, lighter skin than you thought, uh, younger looking, or you look way too young for your age, or, you know, whatever. And that was the case with her. This next story is Vicki Noratuk, and I have read her about her near-death experience in the 80s, but I wanted to find a clip so you can actually hear her voice. So this one that I found is her telling the story, and at the very end, there's some bits from other people who had had near-death experiences, but this news show didn't cover her whole story. So after the explanation... I'll let you know what else she saw that wasn't covered in this interview. All right, here's Vicki. 
I've never seen anything, no light, no shadows, no nothing. A lot of people ask if I see black. No, I do not see black. I do not see anything at all. And in my dreams, I don't see any visual impressions. It's just taste, touch, sound, and smell, but no visual impressions of anything. In her early 20s, Vicky was involved in a serious car accident. The next thing I recall, I was in Harborview Medical Center and looking down at everything that was happening. And it was frightening because I'm not accustomed to see things visually because I'd never had before. And initially it was pretty scary. And then I finally recognized my wedding ring and my hair. And I thought, is this my body down there? And am I dead or what? They kept saying, we can't bring her back, we can't bring her back. And they were trying to frantically work on this thing that I discovered was my body, and I felt very detached from it. And sort of, so what? And I was thinking, you know, what, what are these people getting so upset about? Then I thought, I'm out of here. I can't get these people to listen to me. And as soon as I thought that, I went up through the ceiling as if it were nothing. And it was wonderful to be out there and be free, not worry about bumping into anything. <laughs> And I knew where I was going. And I heard the sound of wind chimes. It was the most incredible sound that I could describe. It was from the very lowest to the very highest tones. As I was approaching this area, there were trees and there were birds and quite a few people, but they were all like made out of light. And I could see and it was incredible, really beautiful. And I was overwhelmed by that experience because I couldn't really imagine what light was like. It's still a very emotional thing when I talk about this because um, there was a point at which I, I, I could bring forth any knowledge I wanted to have. And it was like this place was where all knowledge was. And then I was sent back and then I went back into my body and it was excruciatingly painful and very heavy and I, I remember feeling very sick. Vicky's case suggests that her mind was working at a time when her brain was unable to supply her with such visual information, even if she could see. With some scientists questioning the idea that near-death experiences might be occurring when the brain has stopped functioning, the work by Dr. Pim Van Lommel and Dr. Sam Parnier and Peter Fennick may have huge implications for neuroscience. If you look through science, what's amazing is that the things that any group of scientists often believe is being completely black and white, I mean completely correct. If you look 50 years later, most if not all of them have been changed. And I think with this subject as well, in the future we'll find that actually mind may well be a separate scientific entity that can continue functioning when we reach the end of life 
and when the brain has stopped working, that will have huge implications for all of mankind. There's no doubt about it. It will revolutionize our whole way of scientific thinking, and it will open up a whole new field of science, which has as of yet been undiscovered. If I was in a, a road accident, I would be quite happy to stay where I was now. My children have grown up. I've got no problems, no difficulties, certainly no fear of death. It's almost now as if I would actually welcome it. I'm very thankful to have had this experience because it helped me in many aspects of my life and it helped me to deal with things a lot more constructively than I might have otherwise. I would die to have a near-death experience. Yes, that's a corny answer, I know, but it's true. Had I not had that near-death experience, I would have no interest in being here today. I think death is an illusion. I think death is a really nasty, bad lie. I don't see any truth in the word death at all. Don't you love all the background music from the videos from the 80s? <laughs> Anyways, Vicky's story was not told completely. And maybe because it was on the news, they didn't want to get into religion. But you know me, I'm open to talk about anything. I find from all the people that I've interviewed, if you believe in Jesus, Jesus is there. If you're an atheist, you get this feeling of light and love. And depending on what your beliefs are is what you find in the afterlife. It's all very comfortable so that we don't freak out when we arrive. It's a land very much like we experience. But after Vicki heard those beautiful chimes, she said she found herself lying on a grass and there was just tremendous light and she felt safe and she felt love from the trees and the flowers. And of course, she could see them and she's always been blind. And she saw people, people made of light. She even saw her old schoolmates that had died years before her. She said she had gone to school with some blind kids like herself that were severely disabled, and they were all there healthy and well to greet her. She said even her grandmother, who had died two years previously, it was there. She could see her and she could hug her. She saw Jesus and he hugged her and just really took her in. And she knew she would be completely safe and that there was nothing to fear. She got to see her life from birth to that time and all of the decisions she made, what all of the repercussions were of her actions. And she says, next thing you know, she landed back in her body. So I wanted to just include all of it because I think it's an important story to tell. One of the favorite stories I have heard was about a lady who, again, was always blind. And when she had died and flatlined on a table and she rose above, she saw her husband in the hallway talking to a doctor. And the doctor had dropped a pen and the husband had went down and he picked it up and gave it back to the doctor. And the husband noticed that the doctor had one blue sock and one purple sock. So it was just something small. But yet when she came back to consciousness, yes, he had had that conversation with the doctor. Yes, he picked up the pen. And yes, he had the two different colored socks. And again, she was always blind. 
So her consciousness knew this. So rest assured, my friends, whether you're blind or whether you have any kind of infirmities or ailments or addictions or anything, you are restored to complete health. You get to pick your best health, your best age, your best hairstyle perhaps too, but there is nothing to fear. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So let's take a break and then we'll be back with something else magical. (laughs) You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumber5Casino.com. High Five Casino. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. And if you are as fascinated as I am with near-death experiences and near-death experiences of the blind, be sure to do some research on Kenneth Ring. Now, back in 1977, Ken Ring was a young professor of psychology when he read Dr. Raymond Moody's groundbreaking book, Life After Life, and felt inspired to do more research. So he's written many books, including one called Mindsight, Near-Death and Out-of-Body Experiences in the Blind. So he went out and he studied 31 blind people. And half of these people had been blind since birth. And each one of these people was able to see accurate information of the doctors operating on them, the people who came in to visit, the colors they were wearing, and often visions of angels and deceased relatives. Pretty cool. Listen to this quote by Helen Keller. Death is no more than passing from one room to another. But there's a difference for me, you know. Because in that other room, I shall be able to see. What I'd like to do next is play some words of Ken Ring, not about blind people, but about his near-death experience research and the life review. This is a conversation he had with Jeffrey Mishlove, and Jeffrey Mishlove is amazing. 
He's got a great YouTube channel, and you can find all kinds of consciousness interviews and also lots about the afterlife. You can go to newthinkingaloud.org. So let's listen to Ken Ring. Here a person has an experience, the near-death experience, and it may take place almost in a flash of a second, and yet it takes years and years to sort of work through what was given in that moment, as in mystical experiences where you can have an illuminated insight, uh, you know, within a very short period of time, and then maybe take 30 years to, you know, to write a series of books to try to say what you learned in that particular moment. And that's very much the challenge that a near-death experiencer has to face as well. There's something tremendous that happens that changes psyche and soma in this particular experience but the working out of all of that information and the living of it in, in, with a, with, in such a way as to be to live with integrity and to honor the experience that takes a lot of work and that's why I would say caution against making too easy an assumption of seeing the light and being enlightened no seeing the light is maybe just like the first step and people really awaken when they see the light but the real work that they have to do follows the experience it's not done automatically simply by having it especially I suppose in our culture which tends to be materialistic can it strikes me that the, the most intriguing aspect of the near-death experience is what you refer to as the life review process when people see their lives not just see feel experience in great detail their whole lives flashing in front of them and, and not only their lives but even how their actions affect other people it's as if they feel the emotions of, of the people who've been touched by them well not as if they do I, I think this is one of the most remarkable aspects of a near-death experience and it's one that's not really given the amount of attention that it should obviously many people know about the light they know about the out-of-body experience but the thing that really is I think important about the near-death experience and in, in regard to the life review phenomenon is it isn't just a life review it's a reliving of your life and when people describe this not it's not always done in this way but when people describe the full experience it's every single act that you have done every single thought that you have thought every single word that you have spoken suddenly all of this is back with you you have uh, you have you are running through it again and as you say you see and you experience the effects of these acts these thoughts and these words on other people let me just give you one brief example to illustrate this i have a friend who had a uh, who when growing up was kind of a uh, a roughneck he had, had a hot temper and he was always getting into scrapes and one day he was driving in his truck through the suburb in the town where he lived and he almost hit a pedestrian and he got very aggravated at this pedestrian and he was a very big physical guy still is and uh, a fight ensued and he punched this guy out and left him unconscious on the pavement got back into his truck and roared off fifteen years later this guy has a near-death experience oddly enough it was caused by uh, by an accident in regard to his own truck at that time but in any event he has a near-death experience and during the near-death experience he has a life review and in his life review this particular scene where of the fight takes place again comes up in his life review and he said that as many people do he had he kind of experienced this from a dual aspect there was a part of him that was almost as if he were high up in a building looking through a window and seeing the fight below but at the same time he was observing the fight like a spectator he found himself in the fight except this time he found himself in the role of the other person and he felt all 32 blows that he had rained on this person originally 15 years ago now being inflicted upon himself he felt his teeth cracking he felt the blood in his teeth he felt everything 
that this other person must have felt at that particular time. It was a complete role reversal, an empathic uh, life review experience. And this is the sort of thing that many people report. And when they report these kinds of experiences, they realize that in our life, we are the very people that we hurt, we are the very people that we help to feel good. And we experience these actions as though done to ourselves in the life review. So that when people start talking about the, the golden rule in the context of the near-death experience, the golden rule is not just a precept for moral conduct, it's the way it works. And you experience this during the life review. And you learn that lesson in a very forcible way as a result of going through this kind of experience. And that's why when people have NDEs, they change as much as they do. Because if, can, if you can even imagine what it must be like to go through your entire life and see everything that you've ever done without judgment, but, but from a kind of almost omniscient point of view with regard to the effects of those actions and see what your actions do to other people it's a heavy kind of lesson and you're not you're not some it, it's something that st that stays with you and it informs your conduct for you know for the time after your near-death experience the implications of what you're saying are just enormous uh, it touches on ethics it touches on yeah. theology yeah. it touches on psychology it goes I think it just rips the you know, whole field of psychology apart to try and grasp something like that that cannot be contained within a, a, a single academic discipline. Yeah. Uh, it, it's reminiscent to me of uh, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Mm -hmm. Well, it, I think a lot of the, the uh, aspects of the near-death experience do burst our understanding of what's possible in science. I mean, how is it possible that in one instant, outside of time, your entire life can be laid there before you and you can experience everything in terms of the effects on other people and yeah. come back with that particular understanding? It's not possible and yet it happens. It doesn't happen in just a few cases, it happens repeatedly to people. So it does give us a lot to think about and that's why I say in my book Lessons from the Light the near-death experience isn't given just to those who have the experience it's given to all of us to learn from because all of us can profit by the lessons that near-death experiences learn in the course of the life review or other aspects of their experience and we can grow from these lessons and we can apply these lessons into our daily life. I have to think that people watching this program right now must feel very moved learning about this. Well, I like to think that they at least would ponder this and one of the things that I've done in some of my classes and some of my workshops is I and I don't necessarily have to take it from my book you can go to almost any book on the near-death experience that talks about the life review and call similar examples but I take about a half a dozen of these stories like the one that I just related to you about the guy getting into that fight and I ask people to read these stories very slowly in an almost meditative way and then to reflect on them and then after they do this for perhaps ten minutes I ask them to complete the following sentence when I reflect on these commentaries in relationship to my own life comma I and when people have that stem of the sentence and they begin to and they have this kind of information it's a very very powerful exercise I've seen people weep uh, in terms of the some of the realizations that they come to and I often have people then discuss the insights that they get And this is one of the ways that people can put the near-death experience to work in their own lives simply by by taking these accounts and by in a sense internalizing them and realizing that yeah this is going to be your experience I mean if this is on the level if we are really going to experience when we die what our entire lives have been about and our effects on others it will make us very reflective and as some of the near-death experiencers that I've talked with who have had this experience have told me they now think 
ahead of time. They almost like do a little processing. They say, how do I want to see this particular scene in my life review? Mm. And so they, they use this information, not just in a, in a retrospective sense so, uh, of how they've actually acted, but as a way to program or rehearse certain kinds of actions because they can anticipate that they're going to be experiencing this from all sides, not just from their own ego-invested side. It makes me think uh, that it would be much easier for me to forgive other people for various behaviors that I'm judgmental about mm -hmm. knowing that they're going to inevitably experience the consequences of their behavior. Yeah, I, th I think one of the things that the near-death experience does and even reading or hearing about it does is it tends to increase your compassion and your understanding of, uh, of other people, you know, mm -hmm. and it, the, in one of the things that happens in the near-death experience is people are not judged. There is no sense of external judgment. We are not judged. I'm going to underline that. We are not judged. There is nobody who is going to say, your life on earth was great. You go this way. Your life on earth was bad. You go this way. It's not going to happen. We look at our own life as growth for our soul. Interesting that we experience life from other people's perspective. Doesn't that make you want to pay attention to your life now if you've got to revisit it? It's better to be honest. It's better to care. It's better to be compassionate. All those good things. I don't want any of us to have a near-death experience to learn this. I want us to learn this information from these episodes and go forward living a good life based on what we know happens. So we're going to go into our final break. And when we come back, I want to talk about us all being connected. How is it that we can experience something from someone else's perspective? I also want to share some very comforting words. When today a girl asked about her loved ones, will they retain their personality? Will they remember her? When we get back, you're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. How are we all connected? How is it possible for people to experience life from another person's perspective, as in the life review that happens during a near-death experience? You know what else I find fascinating? When I have taken mediumship classes and I've accurately told people about their deceased loved ones, guess how the information comes through to me? Yes, it comes through my imagination, but it comes through as if I am actually experiencing it in the first person, like I am actually that person. I feel real love for the person I'm talking to, just like I'm their spouse or grandparent. How is that possible? The memories feel like my memories, as if I am that person. I can feel a sense of excitement, but again, I'm experiencing it as that person. This morning, I happened upon a YouTube video of a TED Talk. Scientist and astrophysicist Tom Chi has a talk called Everything is Connected. Now, he does not talk about the afterlife, but these three things really got me thinking about how we are connected. He starts off with the first one, talking about how our hearts beat and we need a molecule running through our blood called hemoglobin. And hemoglobin carries a smaller molecule. And at the heart of that molecule is a single atom of iron. And now, get this, where is iron created? The only way iron is created in the universe is through supernovas and through supermassive stars. There are things called galactic collisions that we can see images of from the Hubble Space Telescope. And in that process, which takes a billion years to do, iron is produced. So we literally are made up of star stuff. The second thing he spoke about is the air we breathe. We take it for granted. But two and a half billion years ago, there was not air as such. A tiny organism developed to do what we know now as photosynthesis. And then it took 900 million years for this organism to spread enough so that around the world, carbon dioxide could be turned into air. Eventually, the ozone layer was created, enabling us to retain this air here on Earth And here we are, 600 million years later, and we are able to breathe and live, as is everything on planet Earth. Good things take time. And now we're connected to every plant. We need them, and they need us to create and use the air we breathe. I'll get to the third way he says we're connected in a moment. But first, I want to share something that happened today during our trance medium demonstration with Scott Milligan. This is a question I asked on behalf of a gal who was in our Zoom audience. Our friend Sarah, she asks if she will see her family again that has passed and if they retain the same personality and the same bonds, do they feel close to us? And she fears that they may fade away and she may be forgotten to them. 
Well, my friend, may I say this to you? I trust that Sarah is well. Yes. Let me give her words that will help her sleep much more peacefully. Everyone that has gone before you, you will see again, I am certain. I know, which may be arrogance to say, but if there was love, Love is the threads that will hold you all together. Personalities, of course, will be held, but without the imperfections. Habits will be broken, but may be thought fondly of. For if one liked the devil's brew, you know that is alcohol. You cannot drink in our world, but you can drink the memory of it without the effects of it. If one, like consumption, you cannot consume something physical, but you can have the memory of it. Anything that may have caused or promoted disagreement there is a deeper understanding in our world. It may take someone who is newly arrived just a moment to adjust, but it is only a moment. It is often said, Sarah, my friend, that we live in the summer land. The summer land owns that title because it's summer in your world is where everyone is at its best. Sometimes that vacation is taken in this time where families meet and it is a break away from the old. In our world, it is peace. The old has faded away. There is no one who arrives in our world who is not met. Everyone is met by the family, by animals that you have loved, friends, teachers, people like myself who have been watching, we are all there. There will be houses here for you, great concerts, enjoyment, and all that you could ever imagine. If your father enjoyed singing but could not sing a note, he will hold you with great voice. If your brother or your sister wished to play guitar but couldn't play note, their fingers will know exactly what to do to make the music pleasing. It is the paradise I speak of. But before you come, you've got to live, but live with the knowledge that the family that you love is there with you, is there for you. Never let go, because they will never let go of you. Happy smiles, happy memories, happy time. Live and continue to make them proud.
as they continue to do all that they can to ensure that you live as long as you can with the knowledge now sown within you that you will meet again if it is not in dreams it is not in passing moments it will certainly be in the shores of our world i say that as a promise to you sarah your family will open the door for you take care i have been blessed to work with eric johnson through the trance mediumship of Scott Milligan for almost seven years now, and just felt that those words would be important to all. The third thing that scientist Tom Chi talked about how we're all connected is through legacy. The example that he shared was the piano. Before the 1700s, there was no piano. Think of all the music we listen to now and the keyboards. It all started out with the invention of the piano. Think about oil paint. Who created all those colors and paints? Who knows? But we think of some of the great paintings that will live on forever. There's things like electricity, lighting, the internet, our cell phones, radios. Someone created this. Many people did. There are people that create great inventions that leave a legacy that we are all now connected to because we use them. But we human beings leave a legacy of who we are being. In the last episode, I talked about my personal proof of the afterlife through Sonia Rinaldi with the pictures that she's captured of both my dad and my former boyfriend, Michael, coming through in trance images. And if you haven't seen those, you can at wedontdie.com. Just click on the radio show tab, and then right up at the top, there's a link to see the photos. But if you think of enough people finding out about someone like Sonia Rinaldi, capturing these images and voices. And then if enough people knew about them and started experimenting, imagine what would be possible. The first cell phones were big, clunky things. And look now, we have almost all the information in the universe fits right into our hand. I ask that you leave the legacy of being true to who you are. You are one of a kind. Be kind. Be generous. Be positive. Be grateful. See the good in life and others. Don't gossip. (laughs) And always try to be the best you can be. If these episodes or something else good for humanity makes a difference for you, share them. Keep the cycle going of staying connected. With enough minds interested in afterlife communication, I guarantee you the tipping point will occur. We may just be talking to our loved ones in the afterlife with the device we hold in our hands. And we don't want it to be 900 million years, like the air we breathe. So with that, our time has come to an end today. As always, it has been my pleasure to be your host on Shades of the Afterlife. Come join me live on one of our free Sunday gatherings, complete with a medium demonstration. All details at wedontdie.com. So in closing, I'm Sandra Champlain. 
and a warm giant hug to you wherever in the world you are. Thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.